Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's benefit season. We all know providing benefits is a cornerstone of employee retention. But many small businesses are priced out or completely disqualified from providing health coverage to their employees. Not any longer. Now, PCA members can get health coverage and they can even tailor options to meet their company's needs. To learn more about all the benefits PCA has to offer and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. This episode is brought to you by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast, the show created to help painting company owners build a thriving painting business that does well over $1 million in annual revenue. I'm your host, Brandon Pierpont, founder of Painter Marketing Pros and creator of the popular PCA educational series, Learn, Do, Grow, Marketing for Painters. In each episode, I'll be sharing proven tips, strategies, and processes from leading experts in the industry on how they found success in their painting business. We will be interviewing owners of the most successful painting companies in North America and learning from their experiences. On this episode of the Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast, we host guest Mike Balu. Mike is the founder and owner of New Look Painting, a residential and commercial painting company based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, that does over $2 million in annual revenue. In this episode, Mike discusses how he provides a world-class experience for his residential painting customers. He takes a deep dive into his sales and project management process, as well as the psychology behind his system. Mike has refined a highly effective way to generate repeat and referral business, and he shares how he does so. In addition to his painting company, Mike runs a monthly newsletter serving painters called Painters Marketing Pro, and he gives great insights into why his newsletter is so effective, as well as how to contact him if you are interested in trying it out. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business, visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Mike, thank you for coming on the Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast, man. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's good to have you. So tell us a little bit about New Look Painting. Okay. Yeah, New Look Painting, I started in 2008, um, right in the middle of the recession, um, just as I'm Crazy sure many of other start, painters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a, lot, a lot of businesses were kind of starting right then too. Yeah. Um, but uh, focused a lot on residential repaints um, and been started off using an employee model and now have grown to doing both uh, residential and commercial. We're kind of split on 50-50 there. And I have a combination of both an employee model and a subcontracting model that we use. Okay. And so you do you have certain jobs or projects or, or types of projects that you put your employees on versus your subcontractors? Or how do you break that up? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so anything that we do residential interior is all the employees. Um, I only use employees for that model there. Um, once we get to, um, the outside of the home uh, and exterior painting, uh, then I use subcontractors and employees on that. And same as the commercial projects that we do, I have a lead, um, employee that manages the projects and then we use subcontractors, uh, for the, for the individual jobs. So I think this is, uh, pretty obvious, but I would imagine that you do the residential interior only employees for quality control purposes. That, that's correct. Um, there's a little bit more checks and balances. Um, if you've ever looked into the employee subcontracting model there, there's definitely do's and don'ts of, you know, employee versus subcontractor. And so we, we try to abide by that. Um, and so I can, I can schedule them to be at a house at, at seven o'clock or at eight o'clock there. And I know that they're going to show up and, and do the, and perform the work. Sure. Um, 
one of the other things that we actually do when we're talking about um, the residential interior side with my employees is that um, I set my guys up on, on different teams that focus on particular types of interior painting. Uh, so for example, we do a lot of kitchen cabinets. Uh, and so I have a team that's just dedicated to doing kitchen cabinets. Mm. Um, same thing with interior repaints. That's a different team. And we also go after uh, some new construction and remodel projects. Um, and that's another team for that. So each one of my, my teams focus on a particular type of work. And that's really helped with uh, the quality control um, for them having, you know, all the tools that they're going to need uh, for the job because they're not jumping from an inside job to, to an exterior to sure. a commercial site, which each one of those, you're, you're going to need a specific set of, of tools um, that, that'll assist you through that. Sure. So you're able yeah. to, to, to kind of niche them down, I guess, within your company. Correct. Yeah, that was one thing um, early on in my business. As a painter, you take anything you can get. Um, sure. You know, if you want a client needs a garage floor done, well, I'm grabbing the kit and I'm doing the garage floor. You know, floor or coatings. yeah, sure. Same type of thing with with cabinets. We used to do deck staining um, was another one. Um, but then what I found is that when you spread yourself out like that, you don't become efficient in doing um, a particular type of job. If you have a company that's focusing just on epoxy garage floors, I mean, they come in, they got a system, they, they lay it down, they're in, they're out. With me, it takes, you know, almost twice as long because it's not a type of project that we do every day. Yeah. Um, so based on that, that's when we decided um, I'm no longer doing a, epoxy floors. Um, I'm no longer doing uh, decks, uh, staining decks at all, and just kind of honed in on the type of projects uh, that we really want to do. And that's just been invaluable uh, to my company. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense, man. Make, keeping, it, keeping things efficient. Do you have a certain gross profit margin that you're looking to get for each of the types of projects that you you have yeah they all kind of vary i mean you know the average is between that 40 and 50 percent um so some projects come in a, a little bit better there some have a little tighter margin um commercial painting for example you know the margins are a little tighter on that um than it is for you know kitchen cabinets or, or interior repaints um projects that i know that i'm not going to make you know that uh, the the profit that I really want to make on, I, I just don't do them. Um, sure. So another thing is we don't do, you know, the flip homes or uh, we don't do the apartment painting. Um, so just, just recently here, I, I got a call for a quote at, um, it's a college campus and during the summertime, you know, the kids leave. And so they want uh, teams of painters to come in and knock that all out. And I, I turned down that project sure. um, because I know that the margin's going to be for me on it. Now there's absolutely other companies that that's their model. And so they're, they're able to, to hammer at it and this is what they do all the time. And so they can drive their profit margin up a little bit more mm -hmm. than what I'm able to do for that. So I, yeah. I really suggest niching down to just particular types of projects that you, that you know very well, you know how to uh, knock them out real well. And I think that's what, you know, everybody should focus in on. Do you have a, a certain customer avatar, so to speak, a certain ideal customer that you are looking to target for your residential repaint jobs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it's not the price shoppers. Um, we want to go with the, we want the people who are, who are more quality conscious. Um, we want people who are looking at the entire system. Um, so there's a lot of things that we can start to get into another discussion about that is the, the automation um, that I have set up and the things that I do in order to uh, position myself as the, um, as the, the quality customer service. Um, you know, we, we got great systems in place and we're looking for a client that wants that overall experience. One that's just going for price. Um, that that's not our clients, uh, that we're going for. Um, we really want the ones that are looking to just get taken care of all the way through. Sure. So let's, let's dive into that a little bit. What does that, what does that look like? That automation is that kind of pre-sell that differentiation. What does it look like for your company? Yeah, there's a couple of different things there. Um, so my scheduling is, is all, uh, is all automated. 
Um, I set my availability on my Google calendar and the program reads from there and what my open slots are. Um, and so the client can plug in all their own information and pick the day and time that's convenient for them. So it takes me first out of that step of, of having to have somebody answer every single call that comes in. Um, we do use an answering service um, for those calls that do come in and then they just use the program in order to plug the client in. Of course, they get the confirmation, but uh, before the appointment, um, before I ever show up for the appointment, there's also three different emails, touch points that go out to them. Um, some of them have, I have a, a guide um, that I wrote, eight mm. things you must know before hiring a painting contractor, which gets them into the mindset of, you know, you're, you're not buying a TV that could have been made at any warehouse and, and the specs are all going to be the same and you know what the quality of it's going to be. Um, you're buying something that you haven't even seen yet. Um, so there's absolutely different types of questions that you should be asking. And so I detail that out in that guide. And I know my clients find that very helpful. I also have an introductory video uh, to my company. Uh, once again, gets my face right in front of them. Yeah. So by the time I'm actually showing up there for the appointment, they, they know Mike from new look painting <laughs> yep. and, and, you know, a lot of them have, have the guide or um, have it pulled up there on their phone because they're using it now to ask questions to any, uh, any company that they have coming in to uh, give them a quote. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, follow-ups that go out um, after that. Um, once I get them plugged in and, and, you know, there's an automation three days after my first appointment. Uh, there's a follow-up that goes out to, to try to uh, solidify it. And then I do things in terms of, I know scheduling is, is always a big issue for painters. You know, how do we do scheduling? Um, because I dealt with many years, you've got clients calling you going, uh, okay, where am I at on the schedule here? Am I coming up? Uh, what's, what's going on? And so I wanted to eliminate that because once again, that's something that's taken up my time that I could be focusing on something that's a lot more valuable to me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I plug them into, we actually use Trello for our project management and with setting uh, due dates on there, that's linked to the, the projects on Google calendar. Uh, they'll get a reminder out um, two weeks before the project comes up. Um, there's a link in there for a form for them to submit their uh, colors uh, mm -hmm. for the project. And also five days before the job starts, they also get a, another email uh, just solidifying that, you know, yep, this is, we're still coming. It's still on. And yep. um, that has just been absolutely tremendous. Um, like I said, I, I want to make the flow. And I think that's really important. We want to make the flow for the client as easy as possible. Yep. They are used to difficult contractors um, not getting a hold of them, not, you know, getting on the schedule, them showing up and leaving and, you know, them not knowing if, if anyone's ever going to show up again. Um, so I want to make that process as easy as possible. So you really got to put yourself in their shoes. And one of the things that kind of clicked to me was I was using a, uh, um, for my personal house, I was using a, a pest control company that comes around and sprays the yard and um, does stuff like that. And, you know, when they were coming out, they were, they were sending a text message. Um, they were sending a picture of the, of the, of the tech at my house saying, Hey, I'm, I'm here doing that. I got the nice follow-up at the end of it. And that doesn't even include the emails that I got before saying, Hey, your appointment's coming up here and we're going to be out. And I just loved how at ease that put me that, yep, they were there and they were doing it and they were coming out. And, and so I started to try to implement that type of model as well uh, for yeah. my company. I mean, um, you're selling uh, you know, I think you're, you're really selling a customer experience at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, especially with, absolutely. You know, with an, an interior paint job or exterior paint job, technically the homeowner could do that themselves, you know, if they were so yeah. inclined. So they're hiring you to resolve the problem and kind of hold their hand through it. And, and the, I had a similar experience actually with a plumbing company. Um, would, would give me a tracker. I mean, I, I didn't care as much as they were giving me, you know, but if I cared, right. I would actually know what street the guy was on, on, on his way there. Very dominant. <laughs> right. You know, they came out with monitor your driver or whatever. This isn't important, but it makes the, the homeowner feel in control, not at yes. the mercy of the contractor. And are they going to show up? What can I expect? They know what they can expect. They, they are in the loop 
every step of the way. And if they're in the loop, then they trust you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things I, I did because we wanted to um, increase that customer experience, we wanted to make sure that the, the quality level and everything was being hit at the very end of the project that um, my, my team will have a, a gift bag that we give to the clients. Got a real nice cup in there, oh, I love real that. nice notepad with pen and there's a little light. Um, and so they give that to the client at the end of the job. Um, they also have a little um, three by three card with a, has a QR code asking for a review. And one of the things that I did for, in my company that honestly, I saw immediate results and was just kind of a game changer that we put on the card there that if the client at the end of the job goes on, um, gives us a review and mentions the names of the painters uh, that were on the project, I give each one of the painters and a $25 prepaid visa gift card. Mm. Um, and that has gone over great. And I started noticing right away with going out to new estimates at, Hey, I was looking at your Google reviews and, you know, man, people really love your company. And, and <laughs> it, it, you know, it sounds like it's so easy to work with. And, and because the value of those reviews increased. If I can get the client to do a review right at the end of the job when they're the most happiest yeah. and then give them the incentive that, that based on mentioning the painters, they're going to get a bonus. Um, you know, what I found is that homeowners are, are just more than ecstatic to go on and to do it. And the type of review that they write is, is so much better than if I send them something a week later or a couple days sure. later and ask them for a review, it's, it's not going to be that same type of excitement level. Sure. Um, and I, I've also talked to some of the clients afterwards and, and got their input input about, um, doing that card, knowing that they were going to get a, a bonus. Um, how much did that motivate you to, to do it? Did it, did it motivate you anymore? And I've had clients go, Oh yeah, absolutely. Knowing they were going to get, they were fantastic. They were great. Yeah. And, and so the, you know, my, my painters go above and beyond now because they want to ensure that their name's going to get mentioned in a review and to, and to get that bonus customers are loving it. I mean, and so I've taken them now from that initial phone call all the way through to the end of the project. Um, and we actually go beyond. And that's something else that we can talk about is what do I do in terms of uh, that marketing, that customer experience after a job is complete? Yeah. So, yeah. I was, uh, had a note here to ask you, you know, you've got everything so dialed in. I, I was thinking he's definitely got something for the referral repeat, um, some sort of system, but before we dive into that, I, I want to dive in a little bit to this gift card uh, idea that you run yeah. and, and kind of how you set that up, how you motivate people. Do you, does it vary or do you find difference in results, whether it's a subcontractor or whether it's a W2 or do you find, do you find consistent uh, motivation and results with that? Yeah, it's, it's consistent motivation. Mm -hmm. um, so even the subcontractors, you know, they, they, always want to make more money. All of us mm -hmm. do, sure. you know, and when it can be something as little as, as that at the end of the job, um, you know, we have a checklist that they actually go through with the clients and sign off at the end of it. So there's already a process that they have to do already there with the client. And, and especially for the subcontractor, if we want to continue our working relationship together, I got to make sure that, that my company is, is, um, being promoted the right way out there. Sure. Um, so I, I do a, do a lot of checking before I hire just any subcontractor to come out there. Uh, there's some companies, you know, that they'll hire any subcontractor because they need any painter and that just turns into a bigger mess. And so I thoroughly vet them, make sure that they have all the proper insurance and workers comp and everything that they need for it. Um, so I'm getting people already that, that care about it, but if you can give them that little bit more of incentive um, to have their name and to, to get that card, yeah. it's, it's worked both with employee and subcontractors. Now, do you have any kind of training or, or anything about, Hey, you know, when you start a project, here's how you're going to build that relationship or kind of cultivate that relationship with the homeowner. Or is this, is this more 
hey, you know, I want, I want to incentivize you to get these reviews and to, to provide a positive experience. So here's what's going to happen if you're able to do it. And, and you kind of let them figure out their own approach to, to how to create that relationship. So there's a little bit of both that I'll say. Um, before, when I started doing the gift bags and started doing the referral cards, um, I had a big company meeting and I put together the vision of my company, you know, what, how I wanted to be seen out there, um, the type of work that we're doing. Um, I went through the process of why each one of those things matter. Um, you know, my employees, I take really good care of them. They have, you know, health insurance, uh, holiday pay after 90 days, um, vacation time. Um, I want to make sure that this is a home for them, something that they can see themselves finishing out their career here at new look painting. Um, and, and so by talking about the vision, I was able to sell them on what the vision is of new look and how we want to present ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when I talked about, you know, the, the referral card and everything like that, um, everybody understood exactly why we're doing it and how to do it. So it wasn't to them just merely a, a financial incentive. Um, I guess there's an immediate financial incentive and then there's a long-term financial incentive for them. And that's going to be for that client to call us back, to come out, to do more work. And guess who I'm sending? I'm sending right back out the same painters that were there before that the customer absolutely loved and that they're used to the space and, and yeah, get that rocking and rolling. Yeah. Awesome, man. So you, you, you kind of, I mean, you didn't kind of, you made it a part of the culture. You, you got people bought into the vision Yeah. Uh, and then you, you added the incentive. So it wasn't just, you, you didn't just dangle a carrot. There was more to this and you yes. made them a part of it. And I think that's a really valuable thing for anyone listening. If you just buy a bunch of $25 gift cards and say, Hey, I'll give it to you if you get a review, but you right. don't really get the buy-in and, and kind of make it a, a team type activity, you might not see the kinds of results that you're seeing right now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's important to be intentional with, with anything that you're going to do with your company. And in order to be intentional, it, it can't be impulsive. You have to sit, you have to plan, you have to come up with a vision for it, and then you have to implement it correctly. So, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let, let's, uh, I mean, Mike, you have it, you got it dialed in, man. You know, the, the, the whole system here, what do we do for, for customer database reactivation for the, the repeat referral customers? What do we have? Well, one of the things, if you, if you look across any businesses, um, any big corporations that are out there, um, they all run what we call re-engagement campaigns. Hmm. They want to get you on their, on their email newsletter. Um, a lot of them have been starting to do uh, implement uh, texting as well. Um, to different promotions and things like that. But that model of that, that newsletter uh, re-engagement is, is something that I've been doing for quite a long time. Um, I want to say 2009 was probably the first email campaign that I sent out. And, you know, I, I'm not going to show you a sample of what that looked like. <laughs> Cause that was, you know, if you're not, if you're not embarrassed by the first work that you put out, then you're yeah. not moving fast enough. That, you know what? That's absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. So it's good true. that you're. It's good you're embarrassed because you were getting things done. Yes. So I, you know, I I tried out different things. Um, you know, putting out the the coupon or the you know focusing on on this type of work there. Um, but what I found is that you know clients quickly just get bored with that and yeah if they don't think that they have a project coming up here anytime soon, they're just going to unsubscribe from your newsletter. A little, and, spam, a little spammy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what I started uh, implementing about, uh, I want to say four to five years ago, um, I started to put together a newsletter um, that I call it the home and design newsletter. Mm-hmm. And what it does is, is it focuses on different aspects of design, uh, the new trends that are coming out. So there might be an article about, um, you know, two-tone kitchen cabinets um, that go into there. I might have an article about, you know, the difference between, um, you know, granite and quartz countertops. Um, I, I put in their articles and there's a couple of painting articles. So we always talk about, you know, something to paint. My first um, article in the newsletter um, directly deals with 
something painting that goes to a landing page that I tried to convert them um, from that. Um, but it, I, what I found is that it, if it wasn't just straight driving, you know, um, you know, here's the, the deal. And if I talked about design ideas, I got them thinking. So mm-hmm. they might not have a project this month, but they're going to continue to read the articles um, because it's giving them ideas on what are the latest trends, what's kind of happening. And in the painting world, when you have a client that's willing to pay to have you come out and to paint, um, more than likely they care about design and what the current trends are. Um, you know, we've heard this when, when gray started to become the, the prominent color over beige and, you know, people talk about that. Is people still doing that? Is that what's still going on? Because people want to stay relevant with what's, what's happening. They don't want to, you know, paint their walls, an outdated, you know, color here. They want to stay current within the trend. They want to, they're not going to keep up with themselves, Mike. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And so that's what, that's what my newsletter really sells them on. Um, yeah. is all that. So I keep the reader engagement month after month, and it might be six months down the road that that client converts, or it might be a couple of years, which I have clients that it's a couple of years and they end up uh, replying back from the newsletter that's sent out and saying, Hey, I need to, to get some more work done. And they've just been in touch with it. So about four years ago, um, because I saw what the power was of it in my business, is I started offering that as a service for other painting companies. And right now I currently carry um, a good handful of, of painting companies that I do the newsletter uh, for each month. Um, and you I offer know them this, this same newsletter? The, the same newsletter. Um, some of them have some, some different tweaks. So every month there is a spot in there that focuses on a particular type of project. So, uh, you know, some of them, it might be, Hey, exterior season's coming up. You make sure you get on my schedule first, um, do it. Or, Hey, have you thought about the kitchen cabinets or, Hey, have your living room painted. So there's always that call to action, um, that I have in there. Um, yeah, which is really good. So what is the name of, well, well, first off, before, before I kind of get into the specifics, I, I want to address a couple of things. Number one, I love it. So you're, you, you know, you, you hear about leading with value, you know, you hear about, all right, get, provide people value. And, and then that's how you can really help grow your business in, in a not obnoxious value forward way. And that's hundred percent what you're doing. You're not, Hey, painting, 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 you know, you, yeah. you basically, even though you're not running a remodeling company, essentially are offering a, a sort of remodeling newsletter, uh, which people are going to find a lot more interesting than yes. just a bunch of different paint jobs. You know, right. I, I would open that and I have no intention of remodeling my house, but I'm sure the pictures are beautiful. I'm sure the content's interesting. And, yep. you know, we get some sort of home home redesigned uh, newsletter to my house every two months and I read it because it's interesting. Right. So that now right. you're leading with value. You're not pushing things down people's throat, but you're right. also remaining top of mind. And so when, when it does come time for a paint job, who's the expert? Who's the person who, who they can right. turn to and trust? And it's you. So, yes. so I love what you're doing. I see why it's so effective. I think it's an ingenious approach. I'm sure you've refined it tremendously since you've been doing it for 13 years. What's the name of this company? And if people are interested um, in working with you, how can they reach out to you and maybe find out more about it? Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, so talking about the name of the company, when <laughs> I, I, I first started it, um, you and I had a nice phone call. Yes, we did. We yes, did we have did. a nice phone call. Um, yeah. be, because when I when I did it, I wasn't just honing in on, on just newsletter when I first started. I was yep. looking at doing um, some Facebook advertising for people, um, uh, performance stuff on their Google My Business, items like that. And then I, I kind of trailed it down to just focusing on the newsletter. Once again, the same type of model that I was doing with my painting business I was niching down to what I could do really well, um, what I know would perform well for my clients. Um, And so that's why I started doing it. So when I put my business up, my business name was Painters Marketing Pro. Painters, Um, apostrophe S, Painters Marketing Pro. Yes, sir. Um, and so I, my name, I'm actually changing in the process of, of doing a name change on it because I want it to be just about newsletters and I want it to be really clear, um, about that. Um, 
And then, you know, people can, can reach out to me. I got a couple of different sources. Um, they could go to, uh, you know, my, my Facebook page, um, for painters marketing pro, uh, they can find that, um, online there. Um, there's also a, a website, which, um, I probably should have popped up here before this, uh, phone call. Cause it's been a little bit since I've, I've been on there. Cause I do most things over Facebook right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be the, the easiest and the quickest way to get a, get a hold sure. of me. And is there a, is there an email address or anything that, that they could send you a message if they wanted to? There is. It's Mike at painters, marketing pro.com. Mike at painters, marketing pro.com. Yeah. Or they could go to the website painters, marketing pro.com. Okay. Painters, marketing pro.com. Okay. Well, thank you, Mike. So yeah, that is very helpful. So you, you, um, are obviously quite familiar with marketing. You know, you've talked about a lot of different uh, concepts here and kind of the whole life cycle of, of the buyer's journey, uh, which is something I'm really passionate about. How did you, how did you get to this point? Is this uh, something that you had a background in prior to starting your painting company? Is this something as you built the painting company, you've, you've kind of um, leaned into the marketing aspect? How, how did you learn all this? Yeah. Uh, so, most of my life I'm, I'm self-taught. Um, I never went to college, um, got out of high school and, um, you know, just for me, college wasn't my thing. If I wanted to learn something, I went out and learned it. Um, always had very much an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, anything from, uh, developing, you know, websites when, when I was 16 years old, um, to, I did wedding photography for a time and, um, I did, you know, print brokering, uh, for a while on the side as well. Um, and painting was, was actually something that was a third job for me, uh, very early on in my life. And that turned into me working in the office of a company. Um, and then I didn't agree with the values of the company that I was working with, um, at that time. And so that's where I'd, uh, broken off and, and started, um, you know, uh, another company and I actually did that for about five years. I was partnered with three other people. Um, and then in 2008, when we had too much differing of opinions for different owners trying to go at it. Um, we, time too. Yeah, it was. So we, we just closed it down and we all went our separate ways. And that's when I started new look. Um, what I've loved about it is, is I loved, I love to learn and, um, painting is something that the more I get into it, the more I realize I don't know. Um, every time I think I've seen every, you know, troubled situation on a job site, I run into something that I've never seen this before. This is another brand new one. And I've always wanted to learn and know why. Um, And so with the computer background that I had before, um, it was just kind of natural to, you know, uh, increase that customer experience. And that was something that I'm telling you back in 2003, um, I saw that there was just... uh, customer service was out the window. It was out the window with, with everybody, you know, and, and that's all that you heard complaints about everything from, from corporate America to, you know, the mom pop shops. It was, there was no customer service. It was strictly about making the sale. Um, And then I watch how, when we got to the time of the recession, um, quality was out the window, you know, no one cared about quality. They cared about how cheap, you know, could we get this stuff done? Um, everybody was looking for how they could reduce cost. And so quality kind of went out the window. Um, and what I've always wanted to do, you know, cause there's always going to be these kind of shifts that, that happen in marketing and, and with companies here over time. Um, what I took a look at was there was a huge need for that level of customer service and the quality of the, of the work, um, that was being done. And so that's what drove me into learning more and learning how can I do things better? How can I be more efficient? Um, as the company started to grow, um, you know, last year I did uh, 1.65 million in business. Uh, this year we're, we're on track to, to do over two. Um, and so I had to make sure that uh, nothing was getting dropped in the middle, 
And that happens all the time for painting companies, especially a, a painting company that's growing. Once you start to get over, you know, that really that $500,000 mark, um, you know, if you don't have systems in place and, and I would even say that you need to have systems in place from the very beginning, if you ever want to scale and grow. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have that in place, you start losing clients. You start forgetting about this one, or I forgot to contact this client and now, <laughs> you know, they're upset and now they're canceling their job on me or and I get a bad, bad review because you dropped the ball accidentally. Right. Right. Absolutely. Wow. And so, if you don't want that and you want to be able to grow and you want less stress, you have to put these systems into place. Yeah. Um, now it's not foolproof, you know, there, there are still things that kind of happen and, and we're constantly here uh, tweaking what our process is yeah. um, just trying to refine it a little bit more and be realistic in it. Um, for example, when I was talking about, um, the, the email notification goes out for an interior painting project. That's because I can set a firm date and, and I'm, you know, 99% confident that I can hit that firm date. Sure. Now on an exterior project, there's a little bit more wiggle room in it because we don't know when the season's going to start. We don't know for here in Michigan, what the rainy season is going to look like yeah. uh, before we can actually get out to houses and so I have roughly, uh, you know, an email that goes out that tells them, hey, um, your project's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, we want to confirm color and that will notify them a, a couple of days before we set up the power wash. And then we do that a couple of days before the power wash. My project manager will send out um, an email confirmation to them. Okay, this is the date for the power wash. And then let them know that we get started on their project then shortly after that. Yeah. Um, so for exteriors, it doesn't have to be hard, firm dates. Clients just want to know that you haven't forgotten about them. Right. Um, that, that they're still on the schedule and that their project still matters. Um, and so that's reduced so many headaches, um, for me and allows me to focus on, on the other aspects of the business that I really should be focusing my energy on. Yeah. This idea of, of indifference or apathy, um, toward your customers, even if you don't feel that way, if they feel that you feel that way, yeah. then that is very problematic for your business. Yes, it is. Just putting in these processes, these systems, these touch bases, saying, hey, I didn't forget about you. Hey, we're, we're excited about your project. We're going to take care of you. Um, yep. Then they feel happy. You know, they feel cared for. They feel, they feel valued. People want to feel valued. And that's what yes. you've done with this. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Is there, is there anything that your business, um, well, first off, is this what your business is doing best? So if you, if you said, hey, this is what we're best at, Right. Like if you, if you had to pick one thing that you guys are, are crushing it or are best at, you feel most confident in, would it be your systems here? It, it would be, it would be the customer experience. Okay. Um, I think that that's an area that, be good that we are, we are crushing it with that. And wow. like I said, if you even just look at the Google reviews, it's, it's not generic stuff. It clients will say on there um, that, from, you know, from scheduling the appointment to Mike coming out to the guys showing up here, you know, and so it, it matters to them that it was that entire experience. And that's what I want to give them. Um, because I'm telling you that takes them to this level of excitement where they want to tell other people about you. They want to bring more work your way because that experience was so great. A lot of times as painters, we think, well, we just, we, 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 we finally showed up here, um, and we did a good job. Um, why aren't you referring us? Yeah. And well, what is there for them to refer? They're, they're not excited about it. They, sure. the customer experience wasn't there. Um, that's what the, the big companies, uh, really focus on, um, in corporate America is that customer experience Disney. They, they want you yeah, to have all about it. I know it's the customer experience and that's what, makes Disney the, the magical place is, yeah. is that customer experience. And so we need to bring those same type of ideas back into the painting industry and show them that, that we are a reputable service that, that takes craft people in order to, to perform this work correctly. And uh, that's what I love about what you're doing. Um, what, what people like Nick or Tanner, 
um, out there or, um, or, or, or Corey are doing as well is that they're, they're helping to elevate the trade, um, yeah. put that respect back in the industry that it really deserves and understand what the value is of this skill. And that's what we need to relay to the client is that the value of the skill um, is, is what really matters. And we do that by the customer experience that we give them. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. You are, um, you've captured lightning in a bottle here, you know, you, you getting the customers to refer you because they are excited. They are genuinely excited. That is a hard thing to do. A lot of people I think think that's impossible. You know, they think you have to bribe them. Um, create some sort of a referral program, give a hundred dollars a gift card or give 10% off the, the referee, you know, their, their project. And you can do things like this, but you're actually wowing them to the point that they want to do it and you don't need to pay them to do it. That's fantastic. That's right. Yeah. We don't, we don't pay them a dime. Their referrals don't get a discount. There's nothing special that we do that way. You're absolutely right. It's the experience that, that makes them excited to go tell other people. Yeah. And people, you know, kind of looking at how people operate in psychology, people like that they feel valuable when they refer a service that's valuable. And yes. so if they, if they yes. went and they found a painting company and, and, you know, people have always, you know, everyone's had a negative experience of some kind with a contractor of some kind, not necessarily a painter, but maybe a painter. And then they find a painting company that, wow, like really wows them. Yeah. And then when they refer to their friends or their family or, or who are in-laws, whoever, and it wows them, they, they kind of ride some of that, you know, yeah, they, yes, they do. The wower in a way they found you. Right, right, right. Yeah. It, it gives them the power that, you know, see, I told you that these were the right people. I Aren't you happy? You. Aren't you excited? You. Yeah. You know? like, wow. It, you know, I didn't believe you, but yeah, they were great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You got my vision. Yeah. yeah. The, the psychology, man. So what is your, um, I guess, what is, what is something you guys are really working on improving? You know, no, no company is ever perfect. Um, especially for a, a serial entrepreneur like yourself, growth, growth minded. Um, are there things that, that you're kind of pivoting on or, or trying to iterate on or, or make better? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I'm going to be looking here in the future to, to add a salesperson. Um, I do solely all the sales myself and at getting to this type of level, um, starts to become a little too much. Sure. So I'm starting to put uh, implement on what that system is going to look like and, and try to, um, strengthen up what my process is so I can develop processes for all my guys. But if I'm not following a process for me here, it's not scalable. And I want to make sure that I can scale it. Um, the, the other thing too, is I know that there's some companies out there and they do really well at, um, having apprenticeship type programs and they're going to work with this people for so long. And then they're going to move on to this and move on to that. Um, unfortunately I haven't had a system like that, mm -hmm. but I have my long-term players. Um, when I have an application come in, I, I find out what are their strengths, like what kind of project, if they could choose one type of project to work on all the time, what would it be? Mm. Would it be the outside of the house? Would it be repaint? Would it be new construction? And then I try to get them plugged in then with that team that I already have going that focuses on that type of work and, and get them, you know, trained up to what our standards are. And that's something that I need to still do better on so we can continue to scale and grow. Um, there are plenty of, of applicants out there. There's plenty of painters out there. I know that, you know, there, there is, you know, shortages, but I think there's also shortages based on the amount of work that painters have, um, out there right now that we don't have enough of the, the trades. And so we need to get back since trade schools were kind of canceled in a sense, you yeah. know, long time ago. And it was just taught that you need a, a four year degree or, right. or you're not going to be worth anything. Um, we, we lost on that apprenticeship, um, in this trade. And I like that those aspects are coming back. Um, it's something that I would love to actually, you know, long-term, long-term vision. Okay. Remember yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. So yeah. I got, I got big ideas. 
Um, I would love to do a trade school um, here locally that, that train up painters. Um, that would be, you know, in class time, there'd be a lot of hands-on training, uh, things like that, that they would go through for, you know, I don't know, six to eight weeks. Yeah. And then after that, they would have a base knowledge based thing and, and they would be able to go work for one of the other painting companies uh, potentially here in town. So um, with all that being said, I need to work on, on, on having a better system for training new people um, in my company. And so that's something I, I definitely need to grow in, um, especially if I'm looking to do these other plans down the road. Sure. Yeah, that's exciting, man. Thanks for being willing yeah. to, to share all that. What oh, do you, absolutely. How do, you, um, how do you see the painting industry changing over the next 10 years, or do you see it changing? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely changing. Um, like I said, there, there's big players out there that's been doing a lot to, to elevate the trade. Um, I know the PCA um, has, has done a lot on, on revamping and, and reorganizing and, and doing things that, that just better help and equip. Um, so I see the standard of the business that we do um, increasing. Um, I see there's going to be a bigger, um, there's going to be a, a bigger gap between the quality minded painters and, you know, the, the, the chuck in a truck, you know, type guy out there. Um, so I think that the trade in itself is going to elevate and become a, a higher service. I mean, what, what we sell honestly is a luxury. Um, yeah. most of these places, they don't need to have, you know, their, their walls painted. They don't need to have their new house built. You know, these are, are a lot of them is, is a luxury item. And so, you know, I see us continuing to try to cater to that mindset that we are a luxury item and, and where the value is, um, in us. So I, I see, uh, honestly, a lot of positive, positive things coming for the painting industry overall. I'm not sure that, that any one of my podcast guests has ever said that it's a luxury item. And I 100% agree with you. And I think you saying that is so powerful. I think when you think about, because unfortunately the painting industry, you know, and a lot of painters um, and painting company owners have, have this sort of uh, lacking a sense of pride that they should, that they couldn't should have. And you saying it's a, a luxury item that is an entire mental shift in terms of how you think about what you're doing. You're, no, it is not enough to show up um, on time right. for your estimate. It's not enough because you're wearing a polo. When you sell a luxury item, when you walk into Tiffany's, you know, probably a lot of people listening yeah. to this don't go into Tiffany's, but when you walk into any sort of really, really high-end shop, uh, it's not enough if they just, well, they're willing to check you out at the cash register. That's not that experience. Right. That experience right. is, a, is a handholding. You know, if you go to some art show or something and, and, you know, you have people there showing you pieces of art. There's an experience associated with that. And that's yes. really what you've created here. Yeah. And that's what people are buying is that, that the experience with that for that item. Yeah. You know, it was one thing that, that I remember being at a client's house and they had recently bought a, a BMW um, and they got a little gift box from, you know, from BMW and it had a little bit of cologne in there and had a couple of nice items. And I, and I watched the client open this gift box up and watched him go through it and just liked, you know, even though they were kind of little things, you know, just, I, I could see him just soak up that experience and that feeling that, yeah, I have a BMW, you know, like, yeah. like in all these things is what makes that the BMW. You know, yeah. it's uh, one way I've put it before is that any car can drive you down the road. Any car can get you from point A to point B, but there's a reason why there's $30,000 cars and there's hundred thousand dollar cars. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's about the experience, the quality of the products you're using. All of that matters. Yeah. So. Yeah. And when you, you know, watching car commercials, I mean, nothing is I, maybe with the exception you brought up cologne with the exception of, of fragrances. Um, nothing is more ridiculous than car commercials. You know, there's, right. there's never right. anything about the car. It's right. zero to hundred or zero, zero six who we're not, we're not driving like on NASCAR, you know, we're driving down the street, their cars are crying. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and yeah. it's just pure, pure emotion, just pure emotion. The entire, the entire thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's what people yeah, are. You're doing. absolutely right. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned cars and and cologne in there. Um, do you have any other any other piece of advice? Any other thing you'd like to to express to our listeners? Um, honestly, don't give up. Um, you know, I had my my horrible days. You know, I had my times where um, I didn't think that the company was going to make it, was going to last. Um, and there were things that that I put off doing that I really wish I would have put some of these systems and started thinking this way very early on in my career. Um, I think I would be a lot further along than, than what I am now. Um, and, and trust me where I am now is fantastic. I'm just ecstatic on where I'm at. Um, but, but don't delay those things because you're a small company. Um, start putting them together now, start thinking that way and, and, and grow, grow slowly. Um, you know, make sure you have the pieces in place because it's going to cost you way more money and way more time to do it wrong, to have the wrong people and to have the wrong processes in place. Yeah. Mike, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for sharing all this uh, again. Yeah. Uh, painters marketing pro is your company. People can find it on Facebook. Uh, they can e- email you Mike at paintgr.com. Uh, if they want to learn more about your newsletter and connecting with you on that piece. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brandon. I appreciate it. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business, visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Hey there, painting company owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us your feedback. Let us know how we did. And also, if you're interested in taking your painting business to the next level, make sure you visit the Painter Marketing Pros website at paintermarketingpros.com to learn more about our services. You can also reach out to me directly by emailing me at brandon at paintermarketingpros.com and I can give you personalized advice on growing your painting business. Until next time, keep growing. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.